welcome. Hope you're having an amazing Thursday. If you're not, listen in because we have these positive vibes that will wash right over you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rebecca Dollinger and I am the host of the Your Voice Matters show. We are here at the Fishbowl Studios, this lovely place in Bedford, Texas. Um, we are here from 12 to 1 Central Time every Thursday. So put that on your calendar. You know, always, you know, I always think that, you know, we always believe in something that matters. And one of the real things that I believe in is like everybody's voice matters. What you had to say is important. And I think this lady we have with us today, um, Pat Alva Crocker. Craker. Craker. I knew she was going to correct me. (laughs) And she's here in the studio. And Pat is a mindful leadership expert. She is the founder and managing partner of Majestic Coaching Group, LLC, Majestic Lending Group, LLC. Oh, my gosh. And she also is a three-time international bestseller author. (laughs) Welcome, Pat. (laughs) Hey, Rebecca. That's quite a resume. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, Well, I'm curious. I think my audience is, too. What is a mindful leadership coach? Well, a mindful leadership coach is taking mind, body, and soul in the way that you lead yourself and the way that you lead others. Okay. And it goes beyond the way that we actually have been taught to lead, which is a lot of the time the way that we've been, we've been taught in corporate is right. that a lot of the leadership starts here. And we were giving processes that are all based on your head. And mindful leadership really drops down into your soul and your heart to where you're leading from this part of your body versus letting your mind be the one that dictates how you work with people, how you lead yourself. Because at the end of the day, people want to know that you care. That's right. And that doesn't come from the head. That comes from the heart. And that's one of the the trends that I'm seeing in the industry today is that people want to know that they care and they want to know that their manager is being real. And it's all about just being human. And we've kind of lost that, um, lost our way in that leadership um, sense of how we've been trained. And, pe- and employees are saying, you know, I want you to care for me and I want you to be real because I want to know you as a real person. And so mindful leadership comes into that's where mindful leadership really oh, plays okay. a big a big role. Yes. Oh wow! You know that makes me think because I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. So when I write, for write from my head is just garbage. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's if I true. write from my heart, you know, I can write forever. Yeah. You know, it's just like it just pours out. And there's sometimes haven't you ever noticed mm-hmm. that there's sometimes that you can do one thing a lot better than you can the, can another. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've, I've experienced that myself. Uh, and one of the things that I do is I set my intention when I start writing is that right. I drop down into take those deep, deep breaths oh, yeah, right. and just drop from your head into your heart. And then I start writing because if I start writing from here, it just like you say, it doesn't come out, it right. Doesn't come out right and it doesn't connect with people. So I'm just yeah. like, how do I get myself to my heart? Yeah. And it's through my breathing. Well, yeah. That's cool. Well, I know um, you talk a lot about, well, leadership comes in different forms. Yes. You know, and there's a lot of leadership. Some people lead from the back of the room. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I got tickled because I think what I was talking to you earlier. I always told myself I was a quiet leader. I didn't like, you know, I always had the image like in corporate. They were really kind of like bolsterous and they're out there and you need to do this or, you know, and I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always like to look at people and say, um, you're good at this, mm-hmm. and you're good at this. Mm-hmm. So why don't you take that part of the project? Yeah, you know, and they're not they they still stretch themselves, but at the same time, they're not to to the point where they're panicked and not yeah. doing a well a good job. Yep, I like that. Yeah. Well, one thing I would like to know, um, and you don't hear this very often, is self leadership. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like. It can mean several different things. Yeah, you're right. It can mean a lot of yeah. different things. And self-leadership, you know, I consider self-leadership the first level of leadership. Okay. Because if you cannot 
lead yourself, you really cannot lead others. And so your your success in being able to lead others begin with begins with the ability to lead yourself. And so what does that mean? Well, it means that you are aware of your feelings, that you're able to manage your feelings throughout your day, and you also are conscious of how you're thinking, how you're feeling, and the level of clarity that you have in your life. Because if you don't lead yourself, then you're bound to allow anything to sway you in creating your life. So self-leadership means that you have a sense of clarity of how you want to live your life and you know what direction to take your life. And so you lead yourself towards that, that direction versus just allowing the latest phase or what you're hearing everybody else is doing or just, you know, if you do this in three months, you're going to make six figures and you're allowing somebody else to set that tone. So you set that tone. Mm-hmm. But two, I get, I get that, but two, um, self you can really get yourself in a bind. I, I mean, I, I mean, just mm-hmm. normally thinking. You know, like I was when you were talking. I was thinking about when I had to take care of uh, my brother when he was sick. And the first thing, I mean, I could be doing something, you know, important, mm-hmm. doing my work, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's having an emergency and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So I mean, my whole thought system just goes, you know, mm-hmm. and and you get in the habit of always doing for others that you don't do for yourself mm-hmm. what you would do for others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, mean, it's, I think women are really bad about that. Yeah. And I just, I notice in, in my own life I do that. Um, I always put other people's needs before mine because, well, I, you know what, and maybe it's because I think maybe their needs are much more serious or much more, you know, I've got to address them right now. Mm-hmm. And, hmm. This is a really good thing because it's making you really good. It's making you think. <laughs> well, and, and it comes back to self-leadership means that uh, that you matter. Mm-hmm. That you matter. And part of the mattering it, of uh, acting like you're on the top of the list because you are on the top of the list mm-hmm. is that self-care becomes very important. Mm-hmm. right? You, you, and you're right. Women... Uh, typically have um, put themselves on the bottom of the list. And, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, that's how I saw my mom and my grandmother raise us. My mom always put herself last, put all of us first. I saw the same thing with my grandmother. And it, it has consequences. And I can tell you from, from experience of putting myself last is that the consequence of not putting myself first is that I ended up with breast cancer. I can't believe that. Breast cancer that. is associated when you, t- if anybody studies Louis Hay, Louise Hay, oh, breast cancer, her. yeah, she's an um, amazing lady. Breast yeah. cancer is associated with overgiving. And when I read that, I'm like, that's that. me. I was mm-hmm. overgiving and wasn't filling my cup first and uh, overgiving at home, overgiving in the community, um, yes. overgiving at work. And... After a while, your body says, no. Yeah. And you know what? You probably didn't even notice the signs because you were so involved with everybody else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And this is one good thing I did do. <laughs> <laughs> I always taught my daughter. I says, you take care of you first. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't take care of anybody. I'm really good at giving advice, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's like that today. You know, um, mm-hmm. she eats right. She goes out. She walks, you know. She does everything, and mm-hmm. and she's not afraid of. I says, you know, you um, you have to speak up sometimes when things are not right, mm-hmm. and um, she does that. I mean, she does that in work. She does that with That's her good. friends. Yeah, um, and she will tell them exactly what she thinks. <laughs> exactly, you need to right, uh, and that's a, a really important uh, lesson to uh, give your children, to give your daughters, your nieces, your nephews, because like you say, women uh, are used to giving first and we find ourselves giving out of an empty cup. That's right. And that doesn't work. At the end of the day, we end up suffering uh, because we can't give from an empty cup. And so we have to fill our cup first. And uh, self-leadership, it, it, I mean, an important part of that is being able to, to lead yourself and and put self-care first because at the end of the day you matter 
You know, my grandmother told me, if you don't take care of yourself, who is? That's right. Yeah. So that, that is a, re a really important aspect of um, self-leaders of self-care. Well, since we're on that, so our listeners are, are thinking, well, how do I get out of this? How do I actually, you know, make that transition? Do I do like one thing at a time for myself mm, yeah. or do I just cut it all off and just, yeah. you, you have to make changes in your life. You're right. It does, uh, yeah. self-care uh, does require new habits. Mm -hmm. So, if, you know, if you're relating to, yep, she's talking about me, raise your hand, give <laughs> us some input, and let us know, hey, I'm, I'm there. Because, you know what, unless we acknowledge that we are there, we cannot take that step into taking care of ourselves. So, what I did, and this is something that when I work with my clients, is that's the first discussion that we have, is that, tell me what you're doing to take care of yourself, because... We have to start there first in order for you to be successful in your life and in your business. And I help them develop a self-care routine. And being a mind, body, and soul uh, person, uh, we, I carry them through a process that helps them develop some simple practices that are mind, body, and soul-centric. So example, for the mind, what I like to do is focus on my goals. Okay. Is being able to read my goals. What do I have to do today? What are the three things that I have to do to move the needle in my business or my personal life? And have that forefront mm -hmm. so that I wake up very focused on what I want to do. And I don't let dilly-dallying come and get in the way, social media, the telephone, you know, all those things that we use as excuses and extractions right. to keep us from moving forward. So from the mind, it's Know, know what you want out of life. What are the things that are going to take you there? And then affirmations. I'm, I'm an affirmation girl. Are you yeah. an affirmation girl? I like quotes. You're yeah. a quote girl. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm a quote person. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that because, um, because sometimes when you get up in the morning, you just do what you did yesterday, and that has to, like, totally change. Yes. And, you know, yeah. and write it down. So, yeah. reading. Reading. I have a, I don't I have a like a book I read out in the morning mm -hmm. and one I read at night. Yep. And I have a grateful journal. I love it. <laughs> I love it. See, it's a simple thing like that, right? Is look at your goals. What are the first things that I want that I need to do today? Do do some reading uh, that you know nurtures your mind and gets you going. And then of course we have um, body, right? right? The importance, like you were talking about your daughter, that she gets out and she walks. Uh -huh. You know, our body needs movement. Uh, especially as we get older, um, anytime we start uh, not having a routine of moving, our body starts collapsing, yeah. really. It's very important for our body, for our mind, for our organs that we move every day, e just for 30 minutes, whatever that is. Even for me, sometimes I do salsa dancing, sometimes I go play pickleball, you know, I, I do yoga, and... Uh, and so I do different things so that I don't get bored. So, you know, right now, what are two or three things that you can do right now for um, physical exercise? Maybe it's just stretching in bed. That's good. Bed yoga's good. It's just about, maybe you're running to the coffee pot to get your cup of coffee. That's good. <laughs> Whatever it is, move. Movement is very, very important for self-care. You know, remember when I used to talk about stop, stop smoking? You know, and that's a really bad habit yeah, yeah. to your health. Well, stop sitting has replaced the stop smoking. Oh, that makes sense. Stop sitting all day long at your desk, looking at your monitor. Stop it. Every hour, get up and stretch. Go get a glass of water. Walk around your office. Walk to the bathroom. Go up a flight of stairs, whatever. But every hour, take... Take some time to do some form of movement because it's really having an effect on our health. And a lot of people are suffering because of that. I know yesterday, this was a crazy day because I had so much stuff I had to get in yesterday. And I'm not good with, I'm good with deadlines. I always make my deadlines, mm -hmm. but I like it. It's frustrating. If anybody knows how that goes, because your heart's Damn pumping and everything else. And um, you don't think straight when that happens. Yeah. You know, you... You just don't because you're sitting there at that computer and you have to get it done and it has to be in. And I don't do well with things like that. I have to actually 
I do well when it's stretched out. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And I think most of us are that way. But when we get in those situations, I just have to, I always have a coffee cup with me mm-hmm. or a glass of water, and I have to get up. Yeah. Because my coffee, for one, it's been sitting there and it's cold and has to go in the microwave or has to have a new pot of coffee. Um, so, yeah, getting up movement. and doing something is. So, is, movement is very, very important. And the other one is feeding your soul. We can do that, on, like you say, you, you read. Uh, material morning and noon and I you know I give customers different options I said well do you like to pray pray do you like to journal journal or you can meditate and sometimes you know one of the things that my clients say is I can't I can't sit still not even for a minute how do you expect me to meditate and I said you know what meditation takes uh, different forms some people can sit, and they can sit for half an hour, and others can't. And so I, what I recommend is do a walking meditation. Get up 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes with no music. You can take your phone so you can keep track of how much you're walking and just connect with nature walking mm-hmm. in pure silence and taking in the fresh air, looking at the trees. So any any form of you know stillness and going within is a, a really good form. And like you said, if you don't change your habits, you end up waking up the same person as you were yesterday. Yeah. So there's one uh, there's one exercise that I uh, recommend as part of self leadership and self care, and that is called unraveling. Oh. Unraveling. So what unraveling is is looking back at your day as if you were watching a movie of yourself. And beginning from the beginning of... <laughs> yeah, right. oh, that can be scary, right? <laughs> <laughs> that can be scary. Yes. And, and just playing back your entire day from the time that you got up, what you did, what you said, how you left, how you left your husband, how you left your kids, did you hug them, did you tell them you love them, just playing back that day and then every meeting that you had. Did that meeting go well? Did it go like you expected? Like an inventory. Right, yeah. 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 So just really unraveling your day. I like to do it from morning until evening. Some people like to start at the evening and then go back to the morning. But the three questions (laughs) that you want to ask are the the same depending on how you want to unravel your day is what went well. Okay, that's a good thing. What didn't go so well. So what did you learn, right? Oh, man, my my, uh, agenda... But the meeting got hijacked because I didn't control. <laughs> I didn't control Jack, who was sitting over there and just kept talking about, you know, blah blah blah. And so we didn't get through the agenda, and then everybody was frustrated because now we have to have another meeting because we didn't come. Okay, so time out. Time out. Okay, so <laughs> that didn't go so well. Uh, what can I do better? Right. What can I do better? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what lessons did I learn, and what will I do differently? And if you Ask yourself those questions and do unraveling. Mm-hmm. You'll be a different person every day. You'll oh. be a better version of yourself if you unravel every day. And even more so if you write it in a journal. So that is one thing about self-leadership is that you consistently want to grow and become a better version of yourself. And you have to have a system to be able to do that. And guess what? I just gave you a system. <laughs> right? A mental system of knowing your goals and having that clarity, moving your body, and then having that reflection so that you can see what went right, what could have gone better, what didn't go so right, and what will you do differently. That's a self-care system and a self-improvement system that should be part of your self-leadership process. And it'll make you feel better every day. Yeah. And, And, you know, like when you go to write, like I write, so I write in the journal, and the thing is, when you write, this is the cool thing about writing. When you write it down, it's nothing like it is in your head. I agree. Um, when you get down there, you go, oh, or, oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, and it's so surprising. If you write it down, whatever comes out, just write it. You know, don't even think about it. Just yeah. write it down. Yep. And it, it does. And you, you can really see it because it's in black and white. And, you know, it's, and, and the bonus to that is out of your head, it's not garbage floating around. Right. And so I sometimes think that repeats itself because it's still up there. Mm-hmm. It's like playing tapes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it is. And so self-care. You know, that's how you can bring in self-care into self-leadership. Yeah. Well, that was another thing. I mean, that was right on my list to talk about the unraveling process. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It it is absolutely. It is amazing to be able to do that. And um, in that unraveling process, you can see how you react to other people's comments and where you got triggered. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. Where you got triggered, you know, yeah, Jack was in that meeting and he hijacked. And instead of re- just saying, Jack, that's a great idea. Why don't we, why don't we table it and put it on, the, um, on our flip chart so we can come back to it next week? You get yourself spinned up about it, and then you become um, reactionary. <laughs> nice sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. Uh, instead of being able to respond. So when something like that happens and you you feel in your within your gut, like, oh, I'm getting anxious, I'm about to blow up, mm-hmm. is that you're like, okay, now I know what, okay, so this triggered me. Let me just take a deep, two, two deep breaths. And in, mm-hmm. in those two deep breaths, you come back and you center yourself, and then you can respond, right? That's the important thing about self-leadership is that you shift yourself <laughs> from reacting to responding. And it's just a matter of taking two to three breaths to bring you back into your center to be able to respond to a situation. That's right, because I know um, if I um, get like irritated with somebody, you know, like really irritated with somebody, it takes a lot to irritate me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just gonna easy going. But I walk off for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't walk off, I would say something that I would regret. And once it comes out of your mouth, that's it. You can't ever take that back. You know, whether it's your loved one or, uh, you know, somebody close or, and they will never, you know, they won't forget. They'll remind you what you said and how you were. (laughs) Exactly. And then you feel bad about yourself. So it's like a vicious circle. And yeah. I mean, have you ever have you ever written an email, and then you press the send and you say, "Oh God, oh, yes, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that." Can I recall that email? So that's a moment in which we have to be self-aware of what of what we're doing and being able to take that breath and make sure that we're coming from a place of compassion and love versus up here in our head, so that we are. Our better communicator and we are gentle with ourselves and with others because I can tell you when when I if I would have hit the send, send button and I would have regretted it which I've done in the past I would have beat myself up I would have gotten really angry with myself uh, because of the perfectionist that I am mm-hmm. and um, it's learning it's being able to catch yourself and say okay I screwed up there I shouldn't have sent the send button how don't what can I do to fix it and you know what Pat you're going to learn from mistakes, so forgive yourself to begin with. So that's forgiveness, right? That's a good one. Because it's really hard to forgive ourselves. It's, it's easy to forgive somebody else a lot of times. But, like, we shouldn't. We should have known better. That's what I always tell myself. I should have known better. And maybe you should have. But, you know, I'm, I'm human. I make mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how we learn. Imagine if we were always perfect. How would we learn? It's part of the process, right? Yeah. Part but of being were, human. You were talking about sending that email. I remember... I go and I put it on Word. I don't mm-hmm. put it in my email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put it on Word and then type it out. And mm-hmm. then you get all your frustrations out. And then when you look at it, yeah, maybe he made you mad or she made you mad, but um, you don't have to step down to their to, the, to their level. That's what I'm saying. Well, you take the higher road, yeah. right? You always take the higher road. You always take the higher road. Yeah. And Be- sometimes that's going to be hard. Yeah, it can be hard. And, you know, what I've learned is at the end of the day, Life is about relationships. And the first relationship that matters is the relationship that you have with yourself. There you go. That is true. And I think that's what makes us so angry sometimes because we know better, but we can't do better. We feel like we can't do better. And you just gave them the whole solution to doing Mm -hmm. better. So that's just a marvelous, you know. Oh. Yeah. Make sure you write all that down. (laughs) (laughs) Take notes. Have your notebook. Well, I know uh, teaching others uh, sometimes is um, it's hard. It's I mean, it's uh, some people it comes natural Mm -hmm. if you're a leader or something. Um, But what would you say to those people out there that feel like um, they're just everyday people? I mean, they don't they're not don't feel like a leader. They don't feel like a you know they just feel kind of 
No, they're just they're just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's um, it's a it's a hard place to be because you don't know what direction you're going. Right, yeah. right. And it begins with self awareness. It's knowing that and asking yourself, is this really what I prefer? What would I prefer? If I could have any day today, what would I prefer the day to unwind? How would I prefer to unwind? How would I love to show up in my day to day? If I could have my perfect day, what would I prefer? So the important, the question that we don't often ask ourselves to move us from that is, what do I want? What do I want? What would I prefer today? Once you start asking yourself that on a regular basis, you start getting yourself unstuck because now you're forced to think about what you want. Because most of us go around, some of us go around not ever asking ourselves that question. What do I want? Like for the holidays, you know, it's a stressful time, right? right? And one of the questions that you can ask yourself is, how do I want the holidays to unfold for me next week? Yeah. And if you're not capable of doing those things that you want to, you can get somebody else to help you with it. Right. You know, and we're real bad about that. My men, women are real bad, I think. Um, men, too, sometimes, that we don't ask for help. Yes, big you one, know? isn't it? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's the way you're raised or it's just something that just you learn through society. Um, if you're going to be strong, yeah. you don't ask for help. But it, yeah. to me, if you don't ask for help when you need it, that's really not being real smart. Because the next thing you know, you're sick or, you know, you're off your, you're mm-hmm. off your game or you've got too much. And that's what happens to me. I can talk about that. When I get overwhelmed, I get snippy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really have time to talk to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I don't mean to. It just happens like that. And it never dawned on me to actually delegate those those things to someone else. Right. And, and that's a good point. Uh, we can't do it all. All of us have a sweet spot where we're really good at doing X. And all the other, all the other activities, whether it's work-related, family-related, that are not our sweet spot. We should learn how to ask for help, delegate them, or even ask yourself, does this really need to be done? Right? Does this really need to be done? So I, I totally agree that um, as women, we don't always ask for help. And maybe that's, um, maybe you take a look at this coming year and you say, going for, as, going yeah, going forward for 2023, I'm going to start asking for help. That's great. Well, we're going to take a short break right now, and we'll be back in a few minutes. So we'll see you in a few minutes. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe home where you can see every couple tries to stop. Also party, rockin' around 
those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. Let's look at the show. We're riding in a wonderland of snow. Come on, horses. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, it's grand. Just holding your hand. We're gliding along with the song of a wintry fairyland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy, are we? We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. There's a birthday party at the home of Farmer Gray. It'll be the perfect ending of a perfect day. We'll be singing the songs we love to sing without a single stop at the fireplace while we watch the chestnuts pop, 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 pop. There's a happy feeling, nothing in the world. Can buy when they pass around the coffee and the pumpkin pie. It'll nearly be like a picture print by Courier and Ives. These wonderful things are the things we remember all through our lives. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Hey, come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. You, come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Come on, baby, take a sleigh ride with me. back with your voice matter show and we are talking to pat and hello hello <laughs> hello <laughs> um we were going to talk about self-awareness and your your boundaries you're set you set um the things values, your values yeah, and yeah. stuff like that and that's really important to be um even growing up i always i think in my head i always had a, like a magical boundary line you know and i remember going to like going to parties or something at school and all of a sudden you know there's a little a little click in your de- in your head it says oh you need to leave mm. you know it's like okay something doesn't feel right here you know and i would leave <laughs> you know but i mean but other things like boundaries like you know no one gets to talk to you like that mm-hmm. you know and that happens mm-hmm. a lot around family mm-hmm. you know siblings um yeah. yeah, and I have an older sister, and bless her heart, she's so sweet. But um, in a Polish household, the oldest gets the most responsibilities, but they also get the most privileges. So she she likes to tell every one of us what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't kind of fly anymore, you know. After after <laughs> you know, we got all grown. But she's so sweet, and she means well. But it's um she was growing she was raised that way right yeah she was there, there was an expectation yeah especially was. when you're the oldest one because i'm i'm an i'm the oldest one also so you had to take care of the. Young i had to take like i uh, i'm one of five and i felt that i helped my mom raise four other kids right right and and doing everything uh and it's like i 
You know, they'd, some people would say, do you want any kids? I said, no, I've already raised four. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, self-awareness is really one of the steps of self-leadership. And, you know, one of the questions that I would ask, I'm going to ask you right now, if you have a piece of paper and pen handy, is the values are very important in leading yourself. So what are five values that are part of your life right now? It can be family, it can be integrity, honesty, adventure, self-development, happiness, joy. What are five of your values? And write those down. You're, there's probably more than five, but I just want you to <laughs> list the first five that come up. And then when you list those five, I want you to just kind of take, take a look at them and see what, what you have and ask yourself, am I living those values? Are you living your values? Because when you set your values and you're very clear about your values you, and you start living your values, you start living your ideal life. Oh. When you know your values and you live your values, you start living your ideal life. That is so cool. That's a simple. Oh, that is so simple, guys. She gave you the answer to everything. <laughs> you know, like when you were talking, I was thinking one of the things that I value so much, I have to be true to myself. You know, mm-hmm. um, no matter what's going on around you, you know, you just have to, and if everybody else disagrees with you, that's fine. That's their opinion, you know, and mm-hmm. they're, they're right to it. But I have to be true to, to Rebecca. I can't yeah. be true to anybody else. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of hard. I mean, it's. It, I mean, you you get into situations whether it's like you were saying, family or uh, coworkers or whatever, and and a lot of a lot of stuff goes on, and you just have to. Okay, what does Rebecca ha- have to do? What does your gut tell you? Mm-hmm. Not you're gonna think. Oh, you guys are maybe you think this that's weird, but I always go by my gut feeling. Always, always, because it's always right. Yeah, you know, if I if I just kind of bypass it and do it anyway, I thought oh, I should have known. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You should on yourself. Exactly. You should on yourself, <laughs> and, that, and that's why. And and your your gut and your intuition, they you know they all lie down here. That's why one of the things that I say about leading yourself and having a self awareness is that it doesn't start here. It starts here in your gut, where you mm-hmm. know. There's a knowing about what is true for you, right. and you follow that feeling. E- even if other people that you trust and know tell you you should feel otherwise yeah. or do otherwise, you have to ask yourself, really, what, it, what feels true to me, and be able to check in and have that sense of, of intuition. And, re- and ask yourself, if they're asking me to do X, Y, and Z, does this align with what I value? You know, they're asking right. you to go do something that is contrary to being true to yourself or contrary to being honest. Then you write, that's a red flag right there. That's a yeah. no-brainer. You say no, right? So start with your values. And what I like to do with, with my clients is not only do we start with the values, but we, we talk about boundaries, right. right? Boundaries are a way that you teach other people how to treat you. And it's also your guidebook, your guidelines of how you want to live your day. So if one of your values is um, self-care and being true to yourself, then you set a boundary around, around that particular um, specific value. I'll take one. You know, one that I get a lot from women is I value balance. Mm-hmm. Do you value balance? Yeah, having balance in yeah. your life and in your business, you value balance. And the, the next question that I ask them is, how many hours do you work a day? <laughs> so you went into business because you wanted freedom, you wanted to be able to call your shots, and you, you initially set hours for your business. Are you honoring those hours? And you know what, the majority of the time? They say no. They say no. Mm-hmm. So that's a boundary that it can be set. Because you, one of your, one of the things you value is balance. You want to be able to have family time and time in your business, and and you don't have it. And so one of the things we say, okay, so going forward, let's start creating a balance in your life. And that's not a switch; it just goes from on to off. So if balance is important to you, and right now your working hours in general are like fifty to sixty hours, oh. it's hard to tell somebody to get back to forty. So what I do is. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, okay, that's an achievable. I can't do yeah. that. I give up. Yeah. You know what I tell them? Leave five minutes earlier. Oh, right. And they just keep backing it up. Oh. Ten minutes earlier the next day. Next time, shut your computer off 15 minutes before you, you would normally leave. Next time, then do 20. So that you, it's a gradual progression of giving yourself that time by starting five minutes at a time. Five minutes at a time. Uh, another boundary, because I know we have some professional business women here, is when do you take phone calls? Do you take phone calls all night from, from clients? Do you take phone calls from family all night? No. You set a boundary in your business that in order to get that balance, you, you stop taking calls at what, 5.30. And if somebody is used to calling you and having access to you all, all hours of the night, including 6, 6.30, is that you start um, leaving a message and you start educating your clients saying, you know, going forward, I am no longer taking calls past 5.30. So if you uh, would like something from me, then in your day, make time to make me to make time to call me before 5.30 so that I can respond to you because going forward, you'll, go roll, you'll roll over to voicemail and I'll call you the following day. So boundaries are very, very important, especially during these holidays. People will be going to environments that they are, they're only in um, once a year and then everybody wants all your time. And you're around people that you don't normally, you may not even enjoy. And so where? <laughs> it's, it's reality, right? I mean, right. Uh, is to be able to say, what boundary will I put around the holidays today to give me that space that will allow me to still enjoy the holidays and, um, and not get frustrated and suffer anxieties? Where should that boundary be? So self-leadership is putting that boundary in place. Now, are, are there going to be some people that are going to be pissed off? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're going to yeah. be pissed off because guess what? You're changing their habits. Because sometimes the habits that you create for yourself cause a change in other people, and they don't like it. They don't like it. So the one thing about boundaries is that they're very important, and you need to communicate them. When you communicate the boundary and why you're doing it, then they, they'll understand the why. They may not necessarily like it, but they understand it, and in time will come to honor that. Yeah. And the important thing about it is that um, <clears throat> you don't get soft about it. No, and there's a teaching skill for them. Um, <coughs> Absolutely. Well, maybe I should do that. You know, that's what I would have thought of. Maybe I should really do that. But I, um, I, have a ha I was like that when I first started my business, you know, you day in, day out, day out. And then I thought, I can't live like this, you know, because it, it takes away from your family. It takes away from things you wanted to do. And if you have a night, um, something at night, you know, do you really want to miss that? Mm -hmm. So at 5 o'clock, I just shut my door. That was it. It was like, I guess I had to have a, like a mental thing to do <laughs> mm -hmm. because physically shutting that door just clicked it here in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that's it. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. Exactly. It can wait till tomorrow. And then another thing for me is, um, I'm sure it is for a lot of people, don't take work talk home. Yeah. You know, like, don't sit at the dining room table and say, you know, this is work. what happened. You know, I mean, as far as work, mm -hmm. yeah. You can talk about other stuff. Right, you can talk yeah. about other stuff. <laughs> you know, you can suddenly celebrate, right? Yeah, I had a really good, hey, I'm gonna, when I go back and uh, have dinner with Mitch, I'm going to say, I had an amazing podcast with Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> and you do want to you do want to do that because if you don't share some aspect of, of who you are, but it's not the overwhelming conversation, right? Right. It's right. there's more to us than work. It's our interests, it's our families, it's friends. Mm -hmm. So it becomes you know really important to really set those boundaries, communicate them, live by them. Because when you're when when you set a boundary and you become really soft about it, guess what you become. Um, a two. mat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you become a doormat. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I've been there. Oh, yeah. I've been a doormat. You know, when I first went into corporate, I wanted, I was a pleaser. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be accepted. Right. I wanted to be seen as part of the team. And so I said yes to everything. Every other, 
you know, oh, yeah, I'll help you with that. Oh, yeah, I'll help you with that. At the end of the day, my work suffered, and I was just a freaking doormat to everybody else until I got so frustrated, and I said, this is not, yeah. this is not the way I want to live my life. Right. I need to set boundaries and, uh, and learn how to say no. Guess what? No is a complete sentence. <laughs> I never thought about it like that, <laughs> but you're right. It is a complete sentence. No, and you don't have to have, have an explanation for it either. That's right. Yeah. You know, this is intolerable. Oh, gotta yeah. go. Well, with your, sense of, <laughs> with your sense of humor and everything, uh, I wanted to talk to you about the healing journey that you had when you were, you were a cancer survivor. Yes, I'm a cancer survivor of 26 years. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I took responsibility. You know, it was a self-leadership moment. No doubt about a self-leadership moment. And I decided that um, I was going to be responsible for my care and that I was going to heal myself. And I needed to really start setting boundaries around my life because I was the yes person and I would take on everything that anybody asked me to do. And I said, okay, what do, what do I need to change in my life in order to heal myself and start living a different way? And one of those was to set boundaries. And the other one was that I'm the one that's responsible for my, my health care. So even though uh, my doctor, you know, recommended health, you know, uh, chemo and radiation, I'm a mind, body, and soul kind of gal, and I said, well, it's going to go beyond that. And, of course, they, the physicians don't necessarily accept that because it's not scientific. Right. But I said, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I started meditating. I changed my diet. I even learned, I, I learned Reiki and became a practitioner. Oh, wow. That's cool. Because of that and journaling. And I said, I'm going to heal myself. And, by the way, cancer does not define me. That's true. Cancer does not define me. And going forward, I accept I accepted that, and I said cancer does not does not define me. There's a reason that has happened. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to take control and responsibility, and I'm going to make the decisions that are good for me. Because so many times when I talk to other uh, women who are going through breast cancer, they just literally just let themselves give all their power to the doctor, and they think that the, the doctor is the only one that knows what's best for you. Well, you know what? You know what's best for you. And take that power back and do what you need to do, what your intuition is telling you, and take responsibility for your yeah. health. So 26 later years later, here I am, and I, I am cancer-free, and I'm thriving. And it was because I took responsibility for myself and that's part of self leadership is that you are responsible for your for your own health and everything that happens in your life. You're right, because my mom had um ovarian cancer at eighty. Can you imagine? You don't have <laughs> My mom but, had ovarian cancer too. Yeah, and um she's she's a little, you know, five foot two, uh, um you know, just lady and um but I was her advocate because I, I don't know. Uh, maybe a lot of people are like this. You know, don't mess with my family. Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, people that's been grown up in a in a really tight, um, you know, family. In an environment. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like that. And it was like, okay, I remember the nurses. I said, I want to see her blood report. And I want to see that. Mm -hmm. They go, really? Nobody ever asked for that. I said, yeah, because, yeah. Exactly. Right. And I'm saying, this doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't be, I mean, don't be afraid to question because, yeah, you always need, I always feel like you need someone there. Yes, I totally agree. An advocate mm -hmm. is very important. And um, especially when you're healing through cancer, because you can't, you're not, you don't think straight and your, mm -hmm. your emotions are all over a place. And having an advocate is very, very important. And really in self-leadership, what I find is very important to have is a mentor or a coach. All right. Well, Pat, we uh, went by so fast, didn't it? Wow! Uh, but, before we, <laughs> but before we get out of here, can you leave your contact information? Yes. Uh, you can reach me at uh, pat at majesticcoachinggroup.com. And I do have a book called Catherine's Quest, which is about self-leadership. And this is available on uh, Amazon. Okay. So Pat Albuquerque at um, Pat Albuquerque, and I'm a coach and a business consultant, and my website is MajesticCoachingGroup.com. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. And thank you to all my listeners. Um, 
We will be back next Thursday here at Fishbowl Studios from 12 to 1 Central Time. And you can always follow us on Facebook. Um, where else do we show up? We show up on YouTube, uh, Spotify. So just remember, we're always here. And remember again that your voice matters. And what you have to say is so, so important. Thanks. See you next week. Bye. Yeah.